This is Things You Might Have Heard. I'm Jake Lewin Payne, and in a moment, I'm going to present for you uh, a bunch of stories, eight in particular, that you said were the most conversational out of the batch of stories you posted yesterday in our feeds. And feeds gets a little bit more complicated, as our teaser graphic story will show you in a bit. But eight, eight particular stories uh, from what you said were the best stories out there for the day. We are your go-to supplemental source for both mainstream and unconventional news, giving you things that you may have missed in some mainstream stuff, plus a bit of perspective from the big things that may be a bit off kilter, but sometimes you really need to know these things. We're going to explain how the feeds work, how you vote stories up in just a bit, and so stay tuned for that. Plus, we're going to have some what we call the fun stuff at the end, so stay tuned for your broccoli, and you'll have ice cream at the end, I promise. And if you like ice cream broccoli, then it's you know even better. Stop by our main website, which is thisisaconversationproject.com. When you stop by there, you'll find out more details about the Conversation Project and what we do, and there's less of the chit-chat stuff you get from me here and more of it in words and pixels so you can check it out there. So as we get started today on Thursday, July the 6th, 2023, we have, as I said, eight stories for you that were vetted by you out there in, in, in internet land and curated by me for the best conversation. Here is what we have starting off with. And as a teaser graphic goes, and as everybody knows, Meta has launched. Now, yesterday, the big story was Meta was launching today, sometime today, but Somehow it got out early, late in the afternoon, and it decided, you know what, screw it, let's just launch it late last night. So the world was a twit with the word, with the word that Meta was out there, and people instantly went out there to grab onto their accounts. Now, Meta is actually more or less an offshoot of Instagram. So what you do when you sign up for, or I should say, Threads is an offshoot of Instagram. So once you sign up for Threads, it, it once you log in with your Instagram account, and when you do that, you can connect to your Instagram followers. So it makes it easier to find people on this platform. At the moment, there is no web interface and there's no um, API integration or other things, so we can't use Threads quite yet to pull in data for our stuff. But we are there at this as a conversation. If you're out there on Threads already looking for people to talk to, this is the conversation is our handle there. Find us there, and we'll start posting things more or less randomly until we can get a, a web interface so we can put our stories there. But we'll pop up there every so often and pop in a message for you to see there. But Meta has launched its new clone to Twitter, and we shall see whether it will take on the life of things like Mastodon and Blue Sky as rivals to Twitter, or whether Twitter will just implode on itself slowly than it has been doing already. Slowly, not a word, but I just said it. Headline number two for this morning is this one right here, and it is the fact that neighbors say Rudy Ferris had been living at home during eight years, family claimed he was missing. Now, this is uh, number one. If you're watching, if you're looking at the link or watching the video and you see neighbors with a U, that's because we got this from a British uh, uh, newspaper tabloid. Yes, we pulled it from Yahoo as an aggregator, but it was a British story that we pulled it from. And number two, the man now who's been missing for eight years and was found unresponsive uh, apparently wasn't so much missing as was just living in the home with nothing going on. This is a story that's going to get weirder and weirder and weirder as we learn more details. Yesterday it was just, wow, we're glad this young man is safe. Let's learn some more details. Now it's, wow, this is getting weird. We need to get more details. Read the story and go deeper into that once you get the full Monty of what we have right now. And this thing is not going away as we are uncovering more and more pieces to the life that was Rudy Ferris, apparently in this eight years of missing time and might not be exactly what we thought it was. In fact, we didn't know what it was and we may never actually know exactly what it is. 
Now, this is a funny one I didn't think I'd get to because I posted fairly uh, late in the time, but we stretched it out to get to it. World reacts to Cincinnati Reds ruin Taylor Swift concert. Poorly read in the headline there, but get this. Taylor Swift had two nights of concerts in Cincinnati. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds had two baseball games on the same nights. They are essentially across the park from each other, basically sharing a parking lot for all those big events. And so on the first night, while Taylor Swift was performing at the Raycom Stadium, uh, Reds were playing a uh, not-so-great game going on that got great for their end. In fact, it went into eight extra innings and got a big, exciting win, and the Reds fans were pretty stoked about it. So stoked, they got really loud and drowned out the quiet parts of the Taylor Swift concert. Taylor Swift had brought it all down. It was all mellow and slow. And then the Reds win um, in extra innings and the Reds fans go nuts. Um, the Twitter response was insane. Now, the next night, the Reds played a little bit earlier and actually synced the game up much, much earlier than the concert. So there was no competing back and forth. But who would have thunk that having a baseball game across the street from a concert would come up with the baseball game overtaking the concert in the real time? All we know is, since he made a whole lot of money that night, those nights, with the two folks playing in those venues. Now, this one, a lot more serious. Negotiations break down between UPS, Teamsters Union, strike looming. You may have heard small rumblings of this popping up. We know that the writers are on strike, so that's affecting not things so much right now, but down the line as people should be working on TV shows more or less now that they can't do it in the moment. We know that the Screen Actors Guild are possibly going on strike. They're in the middle of a uh, probably day four of a 12-day um, extension to their contract negotiations. They authorized a strike about a week ago, and they're still actually at the tables working on things that of course will affect what we see on tv going forward this is going to affect what we get in our mail and specifically our amazon packages and all the things going through as the teamsters union most of the ups drivers are members of that union and ups themselves are having some negotiation issues. They've actually broke away from the table for a bit, so they may come back. I believe the Teamsters have also authorized a strike within some range of time, but the range of time is not quite over. The negotiation time is still well into good high gear, so they're not close to the strike quite yet, as in leave, leading it, but they are close to striking because the sides aren't close enough in their deals. We'll see how this works out. This will affect a lot more people directly because... All the Amazon packages and all the things you get from Timu now come via some sort of delivery service. UPS and FedEx are, you know, the big daddies here across the United States uh, with the U.S. Postal Service more or less in third, if you want to say that. And they basically are just piggybacking off of those other two. We'll see what happens if Brown can't figure it out with the Teamsters and how that's going to affect all of us economy wise and just life in general. First take anchor. Stephen A. Smith says ESPN colleagues who were laid off deserve better. That is a quote that goes deeper and deeper into detail. Uh, we had a lot of Stephen A. Smith talking uh, over this in the past couple of days. Now, when this happened and the big layoff started over the weekend, I joked that, you know, everybody but Stephen A. Smith and uh, Pat McAfee, of course, you know, getting spared. Pat McAfee took to uh, the social media to say he is kind of sorry for what's happening and he doesn't understand because he's not really part of the team. But he is part of the team as what he's going to be producing for his show going to ESPN. Uh, he has no dealings up higher up, so had no issues with anyone that was laid off. Stephen A. Smith, another big guy who often says, you know, he's the reason why people tune in because he makes big money because of that, says that 
no one is safe right now. The way things are going for Disney proper and ESPN specifically, uh, they've got to save money. They've got to save themselves. They've got to reinvent what they're doing and keep things going. He says he's not even safe. He doesn't think he's safe based on the way things are going. And it's not so much just a money grab. It's just the, the way... The way entertainment's going, the way sports entertainment's going today is a whole lot different. One person basically explained about the demise of Sports Center was essentially Dan Patrick, one of the, the pioneers of Sports Center from back in the day, was back in the day, you tuned in at 10 o'clock and you watched highlights, and you tuned in at 8 in the morning and watched highlights, and you tuned in at 11 o'clock and watched highlights because you couldn't get them anyplace else. And you got the commentary and a lot of stuff from there. Now, the highlights are in social media. They're in there instantly, and within you know an hour worth of a game, you can actually watch a replay of the game and just get the, the good parts. You can see uh, those the NFL um, replays where they just give you just the touchdowns within about an hour or two hours of each football game. So because technology and the way people interact with the technology and get their information and their sports is different, ESPN is having some issues and seeing it big time with the big money they've put into things. And some things just weren't were bad investments that people wondered why we put this much money into things when they, they saw when change was coming and it just the prior the, the prior uh, administration just didn't know how to act they just put, put money on things that they shouldn't have here's putting money on something that you maybe not should have had Mick Jagger is reportedly engaged to girlfriend Melanie Hamrick Mick Jagger engaged again his first marriage his first marriage was in 1971, divorced in 1979. That was Bianca Jagger, the uh, mother of most of the famous children. Uh, this next marriage, they've been uh, dating this person since uh, 19, uh, 19, haha, 2014. And um, things seem to be going well. Now they're going to get engaged, probably because Mick is getting older and needs to settle down or something. I, I don't know. Uh, with so many old famous people dating and getting younger people pregnant, it's just sort of the trend right now. You know, Mick Jagger's still pulling well, and he's doing that, and we're going to see this happen. Congratulations to the newly engaged couple, we think, unless we get something tomorrow that says it was all a lie. Chat GPT users abuse web browsing features, so OpenAI turned it off very quickly. Uh, OpenAI had a feature in Chat GPT that allows you to read um, whole websites, and what people were doing was they were using it to read whole websites that had... So all sorts of protections and copyrights on them, pull the data down and then just basically take that data, copy it and use it for their own. So they shut it down. It's, it was a glitch essentially in the Bing browser that was attached to its use for there in the browser bling, blouse, blouse, browse with bling. Um, it's not even bling, it's Bing. I can't say it. Browse with Bing features. So it, it shut that down going forward until they can retool that. So that it does not break so many copyrights. Right now, all the people dealing with AI are really, really, really worried about the bad uses of it because people find bad uses for it in court to the point that we're worried for one day it becomes Sentinel and, and you know becomes the actual Skynet. We're not quite there yet. It's not quite what it is yet, but the, the future of AI and what it can be used for apparently is as dark and sinister as it can be, as we can think up including the folks that built it, thinking it up. Now, this final story. TikToker partied with airline crew as the only passenger on a flight. Go to the link and read the full story on this one, because it's an interesting one. It's also showing a big bunch of waste, if you will. 
But a TikTok person, um, or a person who uses TikTok, I should say, uh, was stranded on an, in, from getting onto a flight. Flight got delayed. Flight got delayed. Flight got delayed. And so when he finally got onto one, finally got one for one of them, he got on the flight and he was literally there by himself. So he hung out with the crew the entire time. Essentially, the plane had to go back to where it was going. So it wasn't so much a waste for just one guy. But by the time he got a flight to take him where he needed to go, it was just a plane returning back that was going to be, be re, re, retooled and cleaned up. So he hung out with the flight crew. There's pictures on TikTok. You can see him partying with the crew. It's not quite as salacious as one would think, but it does bring up, up scratching heads of how this thing actually happened. Let's move into the teaser story for this morning, which is a teaser story that we could talk about tomorrow if you deem this topic worthy. You can do that by simply going to our feeds on Facebook and Twitter, facebook.com slash distance conversation and twitter.com slash th underscore underscore conversation and maybe we'll post something like this onto our new threads account even though you can't really engage in it and vote on it but you can go check it out here is the headline because because bill devazio life charlene mccray separating but not divorcing will date other people we're just gonna let that sit for a bit i'll read it one more time and we're going to back away. We're going to repeat the um, the feed link so you can go to it and just, just suck this one in. And if we talk about this, it's on you. Bill de Blasio, wife Shirley McRae, separating without the voices, divorcing, will date other people. Follow our feeds on Facebook and Twitter. And if you deem this conversational enough for tomorrow, if it's in the top 15 stories, it will be a Friday story for the conversation project for things you might not have heard. We will put it in there. I can guarantee you that one. All right, Resector, refocus, three, two, one. Today's sponsor we're highlighting is Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. And the Blinkist app allows you to catch up on books that you wanted to be reading for so long, but you have the excuse of no time. Your no time excuse gets less of an excuse because it takes long form books, audiobiographies and autobiographies and also um, nonfiction books that are extremely popular and they're putting out new ones. As new ones are being printed, they're reducing them to their what they're calling blinks every single day, new ones every week, that allows you to read the books or listen to them in audio form in about 15 minutes for most books. So a book that would usually about a four or five hour read, 15 minutes using Blinkist. And you can share the love of books and reading and reading fast with Blinkist Spaces. You make a Blinkist space, you bring people into the Blinkist space, and people who don't even pay for the app, people who don't have the app, can join in on the fun of the discussion and reading and listening. It's that simple. It's very, very efficient. And it's something I've been using forever to keep up with books. Check it out for our affiliate link at this. It's the conversationproject.com slash Blinkist. This is the conversationproject.com slash Blinkist. And get in on the love of books that you would love to read more of and lose all of the excuses because 15 minutes a book. Not hard to beat. Check it out. Go to our sponsors page and see more of our sponsors there at our website and see who can help you. That will help us. But right now, we're putting the, the hope and all of our love into Blinkist. Speaking of which, the Conversation Project's actual website is this is a conversationproject.com. That home is where you find things that we do. You find links to 
this thing here, things you might have heard in both the live form, although by the time you get there, it's not live, the video replays and the audio replays from the podcast, plus the newsletter links, so you can just read the links and click on the story directly. Also, on the weekends, we provide for you um, the weekly wrap-up, which is the full wrap-up of the top stories based on the pure numbers without me shuffling things around for, you know, story-wise stuff and the story of the week one of those top 10 stories i go in deeper detail and people have given me a lot of feedback on that liking the new format of doing that not just picking a random story that i want to talk about picking something that you guys were engaged in the first place and the stories i've picked so far getting a good good love about 80 percent um love for the stories we're picking so we can't really complain about that we can ask you to help out, though. Number one, make sure you're following us on the feeds on Facebook and Twitter. That way you can engage in stories and give us what to talk about. Number two, share. Share what you're seeing with other folks, like-minded people who want news that's sometimes a bit on the unbeaten path and sometimes a bit unpolished because, yeah, it, if I if I had the budget and we're doing this full-time, it'd be a lot more snazzy and, and, and shiny. It's not. It's what, it's what I can do in the time I have allotted. I'm working towards that. If you'd like to help me get to the more shiny, snazzy stuff, go to our partners page and see if there's ways that you want to help out to connect with us to get better around here. If you think we're giving you good value, then see if there's something we can do to help. See if something you can do to help us provide more of that value to more people. We appreciate that in advance. And with all that said and all those done, it is time to get to the fun stuff of the morning. And that starts off with birthdays for July the 6th. Birthday triplets on the 6th of July, starting off with President G.W., George W. Bush, 77 on the day. Also, Fred Dreyer, who uh, it's been so long since he played football. I can't remember if he played for the Rams or the Raiders, whoever was in L.A. at the time. But he transitioned his big football career, big, tall, good-looking guy, into TV, some movies, and, of course, playing um, Hunter on TV in two editions. Fred Dreyer, also 77 years old today, and Sylvester Stallone, believe it or not, still out there acting like he's not 77 years old, but he is indeed a pretty old guy. George W. Bush looks kind of old. Fred Dreyer looks kind of old. Sylvester Stallone looks like he's had some work done, because I'm pretty sure he has. Let's move on to today's day in history. So today's day in history, going back to the 6th of July, starting off in 1785, the dollar was unanimously chosen as a monetary unit for the United States. I the, the history things didn't tell me what the other ideas were. I mean, they could have called it francs. They could have called it Dutch marks, I guess, because I'm sure they had them there. But they decided to call the dollar what we're going to use for money as the dollar. And so there you go. The first official meeting of the Republican Party took place in Jackson, Michigan, in 1854. So the GOP, the Grand Old Party, which is why it's called that, because it's been out there for so long and as a modern party, if you will. We're not talking about the Whigs. We're talking about the Republicans. And the party has essentially flip-flopped and flip-flopped and flip-flopped in its ideology, but it still remains one of the you know top two only choices we have here in the United States for any sort of anything done. Third parties don't really work so well. Independents in some small cases do, but the Republican Party um, making its hold across America back in 1854 on this date. And also on this date, baseball's first all-star game was held at Chicago's Kaminsky Park. American League beat the National League 4-2 to two in that game. We'll see what happens as all-star game is coming up this weekend, or I guess it's Monday uh, officially. They'll still start breaking away from baseball tonight or tomorrow. And we'll see what happens in the upcoming all-star game. A lot of intrigue expected for that. 
Today's celebration is Fried Chicken Day. It's July the 6th. We're celebrating Fried Chicken Day. And yes, I know if you're watching the video, you would think this is a risky one to go with. But just hear me out here. Everyone loves fried chicken. No one hates fried chicken. There may be kids today that don't, that don't understand that chickens have bones, but everybody loves the taste of, of yard bird that's been dipped in batter and fried. Now, if you're you know, watching calories, get some baked chicken. If you aren't a big fan of you know chicken that you hold on to, get a sandwich. But get yourself some fried chicken today. It's one of the most simplest things you can do. Some things you can make, actually. Um, fried chicken, it can be ruined fairly easily, but uh, if done properly and doesn't take too much work, you don't overdo it. You can do it very well. Get yourself some fried chicken. Don't necessarily go make it because it's really kind of messy. You got to use a lot of oil and all that stuff like that. But, you know, go freaking your favorite fried chicken place. And if you have a mom and pop place, check them out because they could use some love on this fried chicken day. Tell them it's fried chicken day and they'll do something about it. They won't give you anything for free, but they'll do something about it. Finally, one more thing you might not have heard. Tune out the single best motivator in So that was more poorly written. So that's, that's so yeah. So I didn't write that. So let's do this again for the editing. One more thing you might have heard. Turns out the single best motivator to running all 26.6 miles of marathon or accomplishing anything really is you. Research founds athletes who say they were internally motivated accomplish more than those who were driven by external pressures or guilt. Outside pressures can help get you started, but you're quicker to give up when things get harder. Conclusion. Set a goal that aligns with your inner values and enjoy the process of accomplishing. Another conclusion. Read through some of the articles you pull into your podcast and your video before you actually uh, put them in there because sometimes there's spelling mistakes and sometimes you can catch them and not say them because the words, if you're watching the video, does say tune out the single best motivator as opposed to turns out, which I think is what's more appropriate. So there. With that... We're done for this one, and hopefully I will edit this properly. It's going to look really, really weird on TikTok and Yahoo, and Yahoo, um, Yahoo, Yahoo, YouTube um, shorts. I'm Jay Cleveland Payne. It's Thursday, the 6th of July, 2023, and as we fumble through these words on this day, we thank you so much for being one who has stuck around for the things we do. We are very proud and very happy to provide for you lots of stuff in this project for things you might have heard and the conversation project. And it takes a good bit of effort. Some days it's really, really, really hard work. Some days it's even harder work. So we're glad that you stick around and you appreciate the work we put into this thing. If you think we're doing good stuff and want to help us do more of it, go to our face, go to our go to our website. That's where you want to go. This is conversationproject.com and click on the partnerships page or the sponsors page and help us literally get the spare change in to keep things going. Make sure you're sharing this with your friends and family and anybody you know out there. You used to say friends, families, and general perfect strangers, whoever you want to share it with, because this is one we need more people to conversate with, to have good conversations with. I'm going to wrap things up because, as we're saying, apparently two days of extra hot days off, even though we don't take them off, it's making it bad for my mouth. Stay hydrated, stay limber and on task for all the grand things that you are here to do and working out this massively short week for work, but still working out on its own. We're still posting new stories every 20, every 20, see what we're doing, every 50 minutes or so. So check us out. Check out our feeds. Find us on threads. We're at This is a Conversation and we'll suddenly start shortly start posting things that are more coherent there and more useful right now until we can get the integration in there. We can't really post to use 
this stuff here. So we'll see what we do very, very soon. In the meantime, very, very soon, we'll be back tomorrow morning at 5 a.m., 5.50 a.m. to um, give you more and more addition to this with less of the fumbling on words, hopefully, and more fun getting into the weekend for things you might not have heard.